Welcome to Cowboys, not Eggheads. Home of the brave, not home of the fearful. The world needs more cowboys and fewer eggheads. We're everywhere podcasts are found. So tell your fellow cowboys, and let's keep the conversation alive on Facebook and Twitter. And now, Cowboys, not Eggheads, with Sam Fisher. Today we welcome my high school friend Tom Lewis to the podcast, and we're going to talk about a, a very interesting topic, uh, our football coach, Jim Kane, Jim Killer Kane. And I will tell you that as much as I love Tom, Tom was about my fourth or fifth choice to do this podcast. I basically contacted uh, folks from my high school, Mount Michael, that were pretty decorated athletes who played for Killer Kane, and they all declined. They never, none of them wanted to come on. And we're going to get into maybe some of those reasons why. And for me to describe Jim Kane, uh, I'm going just to read straight from his Wikipedia entry. So if people have a, and this is, uh, Tom agrees, we both looked at this Wikipedia entry, and this is a pretty non biased view of Coach Kane. So Jim Kane, February 2nd, 1937 through January 28th, 2003 was a Nebraska high school football, basketball, track, and cross-country coach and was named the state's Coach of the Year in 1983 and was posthumously named the State High School Hall of Fame. Jim Killer Kane was born in West Point, Nebraska, but he grew up in Wisner, Nebraska, where he became an athlete. He remains the Wisner High School all-time leader in points scored in basketball and led the school's baseball team to the state championship. In 1980, Nebraska sports historian Jerry Mathers named Kane as Wisner's best all-around ever uh, athlete. After graduating in 1954, he attended the University of Nebraska and played with the Cornhuskers baseball team. He was named All-Big Seven Conference recognition as a catcher in 1957 and 1958 before signing with the New York Yankees. And I happen to know that he backed up Yogi Berra at the Yankees. Mm -hmm. But uh, Kane played three years in their farm system but failed to make it to the major leagues because the presence of Yogi Berra, as I said, and Elston Howard on the parent squad. Kane was part of a successful pitcher-catcher combination with childhood friend Charles Ziegenbein. They played together from grade school, high school, uh, and through college at Nebraska. Ziegenbein would also earn all big seven honors as a pitcher in 1957 and 1958. Ziegenbein himself was also signed to the Yankees in 19... Ziegenbein, too, was signed by the Yankees in 1958. But he did not He did not remain with the organization, opting to pursue a business career instead. And Ziegenbein died of cancer in 1972. Well known for his carousing ways, Kane was released by the Yankees' Columbus <laughs> farm team in 1960 after the, parent, after the parent club felt he was the unwanted influence on his roommates, including future American League Rookie of the Year Tom Tresh, Joe Pepitone, and Tony Kubek. Kane never played professional baseball again. With his professional career over, Kane returned to Nebraska and began teaching at Waterloo High School in Nebraska. After teaching there for two years, he was hired to create from scratch athletic programs at St. John's Seminary, a small parochial school outside of Elkhorn, Nebraska. Eventually, Kane would coach St. John's, later named Mount Michael Benedictine Abbey and High School, to two state titles and three runner-up titles in basketball while achieving a career record of 547 and 263. In football, Kane led the Knights to two state championships while establishing a career record of 197 uh, wins and 97 losses. While he, he also coached two state champion teams in cross country and another in track. In 1983, the Omaha World Herald named Kane as its coach of the year after his Mount Michael football and basketball teams won state championships that school year. Kane coached and taught at Mount Michael from 1964 to 2003, where he was known for his discipline and intensity. He was known for getting the most out of his players, who were usually outnumbered and overmatched physically. For instance, his 1990 state championship football team, which finished 11-1, and started the year unranked, and was picked to lose eight times by the Omaha World newspaper. He was diagnosed with cirrhosis of the liver, which he died 
on January 28, 2003, at the age of 65. Kane's funeral was in the Mount Michael Gymnasium, and he's buried in the Monastery Cemetery. He was named to the Nebraska High School Sports Hall of Fame in 2003. So, Tom Lewis, do you talk to folks and you ask them, my foot, my high school coach is in Wikipedia. Is yours? <laughs> yeah. Um, that was a very unbiased view of Coach Kane. I, uh, I think a, a, a lot of guys have very complicated um, relationship with Coach. Great way to put it. Yeah. Um, I don't think that anyone who played for him, I played for him, you played for him. Well. Actually, we played for him, but we never played. <laughs> uh, but I think anybody that was on one of his teams are certainly shaped to this day by Coach Kane, to the effect that they won't even come in here and, and talk about him. Um, I, I And I think you and I have had conversations about this. Uh, I think the positives probably outweigh the negatives, but there are both. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts about Coach? Okay. Um, I- I'll start by saying that you're exactly right. We did play for him, and, and I, and the reason that I had a little bit of hesitancy about doing this, I'm fine talking about Coach Kane, but I had a little bit of hesitancy because I wasn't one of his star athletes. You know, I wasn't one of those who was, and, and neither was I, which yeah. is going to make this podcast a little bit different. Yeah, I wasn't in the, I wasn't in his inner circle. You know, you know, he did he ever call you by your first name? Yeah, because he he. But he knew you. From he before. knew me. Yeah. See, so so listeners know, like my senior year, he called me. I was always Fisher, but my senior year, I I did okay. Never played, but he he called me Sam, which was a big mm-hmm. deal. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, that's exactly right. Same thing. You know, I was usually Lewis, but well, uh, fast forward. We were at this after uh, uh, another guy. And I were, um, I, th- I think it might have been uh, John Puente who's been on this podcast. It might have mm-hmm. been John, mm-hmm. or maybe uh, Dave Hannes. Or we were at the state track meet and uh, um, watching the state track meet. And uh, Coach had, we had runners there. And uh, Coach was walking along the concourse. And he said, hello, boys. Hey, John. Hey, Tom. You know, or Dave. Or, and I was like. Sort of taken aback because uh, no, this is after we graduated. This is after we graduated. Okay, yeah, and uh, which we he would never if you saw him on campus he wouldn't. Uh, no, he wouldn't say hello, Sam. How's well, it going? Uh, yeah, that he wouldn't. I do remember. I, I don't know, every for whatever reason our cross paths once a week. I think it was in study wall, and I'd usually go to the library or something at a certain time, and 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 coach was usually up getting Father Robert because they walked together, right? And strange, we'll talk about a that. Very too. strange <laughs> relationship. I mean, the sense that Father Robert was very quiet opposite Kane that they were, they were, they were walking friends, yep. I guess. Yep. But I would always see him, and you know, I don't know what it say Monday at Monday at twelve thirty, and he would always say he would look at me and he'd nod and he'd say Sam, yeah. and it was. It was a big deal. It's a. It was. I'm 53 years old, and it's a big deal to me today that that even happened. Yeah, that's why that state track meet stands out to me. Because I went home and told my dad. I go, my dad said, "How'd it go? How how'd Mount Michael do?" And I said, "Well, they did. They did pretty well." But but uh, Coach Kane said hi to us. You know. <laughs> <laughs> now your dad, you so you knew, uh, you knew Coach Kane before you went to Mount Michael. Yes. And so your dad knew him. How did your dad know him? So my dad was a, my dad graduated from high school in 1956 from Valley High School, uh, which is which is in the area in the in the yeah, region, neighboring town of Waterloo. Yeah. Yeah. And so my dad was a, a fairly decorated baseball player himself. He had won like the, uh, I think he was the local Legion Player of the Year. I have some of his trophies at home, but he was so he knew of. He knew of Jim uh, in high school, and um, I don't know if they ever played against each other. I don't know that, but I know that when uh, when uh, Coach Kane took the Waterloo job after this whole Yankees thing had um, kind of fizzled, um, he came to he came to town and um, he asked my dad to bowl on a, to get on a bowling team with him. He was basically you know new to town and. Uh, 
you know, reaching out to reaching out for friends and stuff. And I, I think it might have happened at the barber shop or something. Coach Kane would go to Valley to get his haircut, and and uh, I don't know if he had knew my dad or they knew each other before that. But a uh, small town, Nebraska. It's not that. I mean, it wasn't that yeah, crazy, right? Right. Of a you notion. Know, uh, you want to bowl together? Sure. So they bowled together for years, and um, um, you know, I. They didn't, I wouldn't say they caroused together, but they would occasionally, you know. They probably had a six pack or seven <laughs> once or twice in their life. Absolutely. You know, I went to, my dad drug me along to some of those, so those bowling nights when I was a kid. You know, I think my mom would say, if you're going, you're going, you're taking him with you, you know. And so, <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, uh, um, uh, we would, I would, and I kind of knew him and I knew that, you know, my dad was just like, that, that is a, that's a coach. So, and that, that's a, that's, my dad was an absolute believer in discipline and yeah. in athletics and, um, it was a different time. Yeah. And, you know, you respect and, and discipline and, uh, uh, he loved the way Kane coached. I mean, so, so well, my, how did this back up for our listeners? Cause our listeners still don't know how he coached. What's the big deal. So how did he coach? I mean, well, I, let me ask you this. Yeah. I, I'm and and and, and our, I'm not going to mention the gentleman by name, but and one of the friends that turned down this, our friends that turned down this opportunity, uh, asked me. He said, "What was your? How did? How did you even know of Kane when you got there? Because I was totally outside of Omaha, I, you know, coming in. I, I mean, how would I know who he was? Or I don't know. I maybe it was because of the guys that I knew from Western Nebraska, or I don't know. But I was intimidated from day." One, like I was nervous. The guy taught gym class, and I was nervous on day one that I would screw up in gym class. I mean, I was flat petrified mm-hmm. of the man, and he he had this presence. He big physical guy. I mean, I don't know how he was probably six foot one. He was like he, he was, seemed like seemed, six foot ten. Yeah, yes, but he, he did. <laughs> he, he was probably I don't know, six one six two. Probably two fifty ish. Maybe two, later on. I think he got big, a little bigger over I the mean, years. I mean, I'm two sixty three. Yeah, so. I would say two twenty to two thirty, maybe. Okay, yeah. but a big guy, and I mean, big arms, big big hands, um, um, big red pe- face, big red face. Um, people say that I don't smile much. Kane didn't smile. I mean, you can count. I can tell you the stories and when he did. It was more um, of a smirk if he did. Yeah, it was a smirk. But he didn't. He was all business. And going to gym class on day one, it was unbelievable. You couldn't script this. We had a kid by the name of I don't know if we can. It started with a B, and he he named. You know, he says roll call, yeah. roll call, and he names a kid by last name. We're all up in the bleachers, so he doesn't know who we are. So he's got to figure out who we are. And <clears throat> this kid responds by saying "Yo," <laughs> which, and he immediately said, "Don't yo me, don't. son." And I about shit my pants because I was an F. I was about four people down the line, and you're just praying, like, what do I say? Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> I literally, you're like 14, like, what am I supposed to say? I mean, I wouldn't have said yo, I can tell you that. But uh, I think I said present or here or, or something. I think you said present. Um, were you in that class? I think <laughs> yeah, you I was in that, that class. class. Yeah, I was there. And and so just setting the scene, like, from day one, I was well, like, he oh, my God, we're going to get run. I mean, I thought, I thought we legitimately were going to have to run for the rest of the gym class because dummy – said yo when he called his name in roll call well he said yo and you know the kid's coming in in uh in black knee-high socks and, uh, and, and just coach rough. said you don't yo me and we wear white sanitary socks in gym class <laughs> I remember that part okay <laughs> <laughs> we wore dress socks in gym class so i i did have an expectation so you obviously had an expectation too in the sense of or you had you knew it was going to be like you, you better have your better stand up straight etc right? yeah that was one thing i wasn't gonna be late for it was that first gym class no way um but yeah so i i knew about him well you know i had grown up in valley and and uh valley played mount michael in sports every year and um mount michael used to just clean up in that game in football and basketball and you know mount michael ran this we'll talk we can talk about this too mount michael ran this one three one zone defense famous uh from Kansas State, wasn't it? I think it was Coach Hartman or something like that. Possibly. Uh, yeah. One three one defense. One three one defense, and, and uh, that's all we ran. That's all we ran. That's all we ran. And we, Mount Michael and I talked to the other gentleman. We talked about that. Like nowadays, these playbooks for these kids in football and basketball are 
are ridiculous. Right. We did very few things, and we did them damn good. Right. And so I would – well, I think – let me, let me step back. I think the reason that that 131 worked so well, we played in a, we played in a small, small gymnasium. And um, the way that 131 worked – is that you could trap guys in the corner. You could, you, yeah. the, they teams would try to swing the ball to try to beat that zone, and they would swing it over to the corner. Well, the corner was you're on top. Of you're the on fans. top. There's students. There's a, there's so literally it's a space deal. It definitely there. Yeah, you probably felt trapped. Yeah, it, there was a wall there, yeah, you know, and the stage that, was on one side, and then the fans were. And we always had the best, quickest point guard in the West. I yep. mean, and and the fans, the 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 student. Their feet were over the out of bounds line, so pretty much, yeah. So there was there was no room once he got trapped in there, and that and we just played into that. But I agree. Back to my story, we were so I grew up in Valley, and and uh, Mom Michael would come in, and um, you know there'd be a JV game beforehand, and so the the varsity players were all sitting there, and um, you know this was in the seventies and uh, and early eighties, and um, those Mount Michael guys were sitting there all wearing suits. And Kane was sitting in front of them during the JV game, and the yep. varsity was sitting behind him. Everybody's sharp. Everybody looks no, sharp. Nobody's slumping. Nope. In, nobody is slumping in the bleachers. <laughs> no. And then, you know, with about, you know, end of the third quarter of the JV game, that, like, uh, um, that uh, they'd stand up and go to the locker room. Exit. Yes. During a timeout. And, and it was very dramatic. It was, it was yeah. all about presentation yeah and Kane would lead that thing and he had a distinctive walk and it was a yes it, it was, was like, a slow walk and it was deliberate he wasn't leading ducklings he was leading soldiers into war exactly and that's what it looked like it's exactly what it looked like and these guys were dressed sharp in their suits and they looked big and um, they were serious and and well the, the the reality of the matter is there were teams out there I'm not saying all of them were this way but there were teams out there that did not I repeat did not want to play Mount Michael not necessarily because of the players per se, but because Kane coached those players. Right, they were flat frightened of the guy. And you Is know, that, am I wrong? No, no. That battle was won. I that battle was won when those guys were walking across the floor to, in their suits to go change. Tom, I never <laughs> thought about that. I haven't thought about that in, since high school. Um, absolutely right. I mean, those guys were everybody's in you know shoes shine, people not slumping. They were. It was like the part of a military academy, and when Kane got up, they got up, and it, it, absolute that you're absolutely right because I it was the first time I saw it, it was impressive, and for whatever reason, it was impressive. Yeah, great point. Yeah, and so um, and then uh, and then they would, Mom Michael would come out of the. I'm I'm looking at this as an opposing fan as a kid, you know, and like we're going to get our tails kicked in for Valley, you know, and. Um, <laughs> Um, which doesn't even exist anymore. It's part of it's DC West now. Yeah. Um, but uh, and you know the fan the Valley fans were they'd grumble like yeah, damn Kane. You know they were just like yeah, you know just they knew they were it, it was over before it started. It was over before it started, and then then Mom Michael would come out and and uh, we wore these uh, if you remember Indiana's uniforms, <laughs> you know Indiana's warm ups, their candy stripe, the candy, candy stripe. Cane. Barbershop boys. I mean, yeah, yeah it was like the, the red and white striped pants and the uh, red red top warm ups. Uh huh. And it, nobody had anything like that. No, and you could get away with it in eighties. Couldn't now, but um. But it was just a show. It was like you know the Harlem Globetrotters were coming out to kick your butt. Yep. You know, absolutely right. Everything was a precision. Everything warm ups were scripted. I mean, it was like other teams. Other teams are kind of jacking around, shooting like half layups. Mal Michael would go up and shoot a perfect layup and sharp and crisp, because that that was one of the Canes' deals. Is that we were sharp and crisp. It was never complicated. But what we did, we did it well. Yeah, uh, to the T. And we, you know, you know, run the play again. You know, John Pointer is. Always, he'll even say that today. We're in conversation. Run it again. Script, run it again. Run the play again. And that's that's Kane. Yeah, and um, and the same thing in um, same thing in football. You know, I remember those those. It wasn't like there was a huge playbook. It was about ten plays. It was. Yeah, <laughs> we had yeah, like like our friend said. He said, uh, yeah, our pass play. I mean, nowadays these kids have route trees. I mean, they you know they can yeah. go out on eight different routes. Like yeah. that's it's insane. We had. I don't think we had eight pass plays. I mean, we had 
I mean, I can remember a couple. You know, we had post pattern. You had, you know, you had out pattern. You square out, or you had a, a flag pattern. That was like our fanciest pattern. Was a flag pattern. Uh, you know, um, that was about it. I mean, we didn't have, you know, that was it. But we we ran it well. I mean, that bootleg. We're, you know, we discussed the, that bootleg pass. It was it was you know, it was lethal. Uh, and, and 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 we did. We made hay with that play. And you know, when when we were. Uh... When we were freshmen, that's when Kane won his first state championship in uh, both sports, right? That was the first. The correct, yeah. Football and basketball. And he had a cross country before that. But, right. Um, but, um, it was a huge year. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, that, that football season, you know, we're freshmen. We're freshmen looking in on it and all those all those seniors, you know. I remember coming into school and, and talking to, seeing some of those guys, you know. And they looked like, you know, they were – they were sharp dudes, and they were all business, and and they were winners. Yeah, I remember being a freshman, and yeah, I, I mean, I was a little kid. I, I was yeah. probably bigger guys in my class at five foot seven, one thirty five. You know, yeah. But those guys were they seemed huge, and the truth of the matter is they weren't. That's compared what to I was going to say. Standard. They you, were. We had, we had one hundred and sixty pound guards. We had you know. Um, Jamrog, our star player, was 190 pounds as a senior, yeah. um, and we thought that was huge. They weren't, you know, by today's standards, we weren't that big of a team. No, but I just, yeah, you you, you remember when you're, you know, I remember as in our freshman football, we'd we'd go stretch, do calisthenics or whatever with with the varsity, and God Almighty, you know, you get stuck with one of those guys and you had to lift them up or whatever they're stretching or whatever we were lift their doing. legs up. It was yeah. Ridiculous, um, yeah. It was it was quite the, it was quite the deal, and so it was just precision. It was, uh, you know, um, I don't know what other schools were doing at the time, but but it was just, uh, you know, run that play over. And you know, I don't know if that's a good X's and O's guy or not a good X's and O's guy, but he just knew what worked, and he would well, run the same thing. He it was execution. It was just it was execution. Execution was important, and everybody on that team, all eleven guys on the football team, anyway. They knew what they had to do, and we had we had a blocking scheme. Which was very simple. There was no zone blocking. It was head in the hole blocking, and you know we usually back in those days they'd have a nose guard playing against us, and and usually it was the best lineman they have, and so we always doubled on the nose, and then we'd have a guard would trap or they pull or whatever, and we get the defensive tackle, and I mean it was just it was very yeah. simple stuff. Yeah, I think the defensive or the uh, the. Uh the tackle and the and the tight end side, the strong side, they would double down on that on the defensive end and, yep. and run that run an option around the side or you yep. know and it was it was simple. We had three or four run plays. I mean, we had twenty thirty trap. We had twenty thirty five yeah. veer thirty. Let's see, thirty five thirty six veer twenty five veer. We had a two back. We had a three back. It was a split backfield. Just simple stuff. Uh, you know, twenty eight power, thirty seven power. Yeah. Um, it was yeah. It was simple stuff. Yeah, football 101 basically. It was it was the simplest form and it was just executed with precision and you know, we had the hosses with Jamrock and and we we you know, I think Paul McCann was a darn good athlete too. Yep. The quarterback that year and um Paul McCann owns the company that uh, supplies me with all my merchandise for Cowboys not <laughs> <laughs> ideal images. Um it's a good little little props to Paul. A little plug uh, there for you, <laughs> Paul. But it was, uh, you know, even even watching those guys, you no, know, and you talk about how he coached. Okay, there was no, you hit that field. There was no, there was no screwing around. There no. was there was no. There well, was, everybody had their helmet. First of all, no one ever took their helmet off. Never, ever, ever. At halftime, you could, but the scrubs didn't really dare. I mean, the the guys that were playing were getting the water. We weren't. I mean, you just didn't take your helmet off. That just wasn't a thing. Uh, I don't. Do you ever remember a rule about hands on hips? I I, I don't per se from Kane, but I think Jamrog got that because he passed it on to the University of Nebraska. That you just you just that's just something you didn't do. No. You never put your hands on your hips. Uh, it, I I maybe I'm crazy for thinking that, but I I think I got that from Kane because um, I use it <laughs> in my CrossFit class now. I tell people not to fight down, but get your hands off your hips. Yeah. It's such a simple thing, and you think about that. It doesn't have a damn thing to do with physical, your ability to breathe or anything. It's a mental deal. It's a total min- being sharp mentally. That's I, all it is. And I remember him even, gosh, I remember on a, I remember on a, uh, 
bus trip to uh, I think we we were, maybe we we're going up to Hardington or something, and we I think we we stopped in a we were we were wearing suits to a football game, and um, we stopped at I think maybe it might have been in Hooper and a little uh, Harding. Um, oh, we stopped on the way there for oh for for, for dinner for dinner you know pregame you know four Where o'clock was or something. That? I'm thinking it was Hooper, but I'm I'm not I don't I'm not positive on that. But it was a it was a family type restaurant, and it was a yeah. in a hotel kind of like an old small town like hotel, and yeah. had a little restaurant in the bottom, and yeah. they had a big long tables set up for us. And coach said these are friends of mine, you know, on the bus before we got off. So best behavior, boys. So he didn't even need to say that. No, but I remember him saying, "Hands out of your pockets." Somebody had their hands in their pockets. Pockets. Yeah. Don't be in. slouchy. Don't be. You look sharp. Yeah. It, and so it was the little things that were drilled into us, instilled into us, over and over and over again. There's just certain, just some things you wouldn't do. It was just it wasn't mentioned by rule, but and maybe the hands on the hips was one of them. But I, it just there's some things you just wouldn't do. You wouldn't dare do it. Right, and that was part of that whole respect thing. And um, it was always I, I. There was no one. No one spoke up at a at a practice. Never like questioned anything he said. Or oh like, no. You wouldn't even think to do it. No. I mean, you just it just it wasn't done, um, which leads me to the, 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 a question, and that is, were things? And this is a tough question to answer, and but we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about tough things. Are there things that happened back then that would not fly in twenty twenty one? Oh yeah, I mean I, yeah, um, we can go a lot of directions with this, but. Um, <laughs> There's a. Uh, I mean, I see. Well, my... I mean, did 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 Kane ever grab a face mask in sure. practice? Yes. Did he twist somebody's head around? Yes. 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 Did he ever take a clipboard and pop somebody in the head with a freaking clipboard? Absolutely. Uh, helmet off and helmet on. Right. Uh, did he? Did he ever take uh, our our friend Matt Jamber? Sorry, Jambo, but. We'd have those shields, you know, those shields, you know, and on the scout team or whatever. And Jammer was playing, I don't know what he's playing, linebacker or something. And he batted down a pass <laughs> with one of those damn shields. Yeah. And I, I forgot about it until our friend told that story. And Kane came over there and took that shield and just beat his little head to death with that shield. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if we can say it on the podcast, but GD was, everything was prefaced with God, D, GD. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I took Lord's name of vain once or twice. Um, yeah, I mean, but it now, was sort of- now the f bomb. You we mentioned this the other day in a, an email or something or correspondence, and I always thought, yeah, he he f bombed his way through life. But I, the more I think about it, you don't recall him f bombing. I a think lot. you might be right. Not I mean, a lot. I don't he, think that was he, one of But his- it was it was he would say funny things like. Uh, Get to let out of your ass, lightning, or mm-hmm. um, he, that, that's when he would smile. He'd laugh to himself. Yes, it was smirk. Well, sometimes <laughs> we'd smirk too, but you don't dare laugh. Um, <laughs> somebody else's peril. I mean, yeah. I mean, the, the story of the high hurdles. You know, everybody's here is legendary. But you know, he would make freshmen. <laughs> and this wouldn't fly today. This wouldn't fly today. No. Uh, you know, I remember being a freshman in springtime. You're like, yeah, you're excited to get out of there. You're going to get out done with your freshman year. But all the upperclassmen, you guys run hurdles yet? And you're like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you run hurdles yet? What are you talking about? So sure enough, some nice April day, the first nice April day at Mount Michael, back in the day, we'd have high hurdles. Now, these ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what the height of those high hurdles were, but there we did have guys that <clears throat> weren't as tall as the high hurdles. And it didn't matter. It didn't matter. We were running the high hurdles for time. I don't think that would fly today. I I, I don't think that would. Uh, I, I, you know, funny story, one of the funniest stories of all time at Mount Michael, in in my opinion, and is, uh, you know, our friend Matt Jamber, who was, you know, one of those guys is about as big as the hurdle, and he tried. He (laughs) did try, and he freaking broke a hurdle. He broke a freaking hurdle. And Kane, you know, Kane said something to the effect of, you know, Jesus Christ, Jamber, these aren't tanker toys out here. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, and it was one of those deals where you had to laugh. Um, and I remember I went through, I think you made him run, made, I think we had to go through him twice. You remember? <laughs> I think it was twice. So it wasn't, you know, even if you fail, you're still going to do it. Um, and so the second time that I went through, I was, I was actually physically, 
thinking mentally, like, by God, I'm going to get this done. But it was the last hurdle of the, you know, because I cleared him. I was a taller kid. And <clears throat> the last hurdle, my foot caught the damn thing, and I went just absolutely beefed it on the freaking track. I mean, concrete track, mind you. And I get up, and I just see blood dripping all over the place. And I kind of look up at Kane, and, and what does Coach Kane say? He says, next. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that that was Kane. And, and so those... Those are a couple of things that are probably mild that we can talk about that wouldn't happen today. No, uh, it, that was that was you know so you know yes yes coach taught uh, he taught uh, phys ed the first I believe the first semester you know he he uh, picked us out like five two like three or two or uh, two two teams of five and on the main floor and he's like. You guys are down here, and then he's like picked out five, two, two more teams of five, and he's yeah. like, "You're up on the stage." Yeah, and he, we, and the way he used to pick things too. Puente remembers this too. He's like, hey, "Let's go here, out here. Let's go here. Yeah. Shirts here. Shirts your here. Your shirt, your skin. Here, yeah, here. Yeah, you're, you're uh, yeah." And so yeah, he would he would and, have a battle of the gladiators. Yeah, yeah, and so he would. Uh, I think he picked the, some of those teams out just for his own enjoyment. To uh, there's no doubt about it. <laughs> yeah, I remember one time. Uh, our friend again, who I'm not going to mention, who was a our point guard, star quarterback, and and for whatever reason, there I am going against him. I'm the point guard on the other team, which is just is <laughs> ludicrous if you think about it. Uh, but I stole the damn ball, and I don't know if our friend remembers that, but I did steal the ball. I went in for a layup. Of course, I sorry, I missed it. But uh, and Kane, you know, Kane would Kane got on. The other guy, like what you know, you're you know, don't be a cock. So he did. He definitely played his mental games. Like he, you know, maybe he, he wanted me to do that. I mean, I always tried hard. I you, yeah, I, I tried. <laughs> um. So then you know that would be the that was the you know kind of the beginning of the year. And then he would uh, he would just fade. We there were, he wasn't there for a lot of our PE classes, but we would just come in there and we were scared scared as hell that he was going to show up. So yeah. we would just go about our business and do what. We were supposed to be doing true. Go get into those teams and just play till the bell rang, and then, and then we, were, we were done. And we were done, and, and we he, wonder what he was doing. Huh? Yeah, he, yeah, he was at the Green Onion. Uh, yeah, probably <laughs> at the Green Onion in the middle of the day. Yeah, um, but um, you know, so that that hurdle thing you talked about. So I think there'd be a sign on the um, there'd be just there was a main billboard at Mount Michael, and you'd go there between classes, and they'd post that was like your alert system, and I think you'd post like. PE today on the track, it, you know, tracks it, up, track, yeah. tracks up, tracks up, yeah. I mean, that would be our track workout. Which, if you played football, you had to run track. Yeah, and um, yep, and we had this thing called football special for all the dipshits that we're going to run competitively. That weren't going to run competitively in track meets, but to keep us in shape, we had to go out for track. And so we just did our own thing. Or he gave us what we we're supposed to do. And I remember, I'm like, guys, don't, let's not mess around out here. But sure enough, so, you know, we had smart-ass people, uh, and sometimes they'd screw around. I'm like, you know, we're going to pay the piper on this. Sure enough, sure enough, one day, it, Kane saw what was going on, and he called all the the Dumbos over, and he just started picking little groups. He goes, okay, you, you, and you, you're going to run the 800 under this time. You, you, <laughs> yeah. and you are going to run the 800 under this time. And I remember my assigned time was 240, which is a joke to you these days. I sure as hell can't run 240 these days. Uh, I'd love to run 240, but I think I ran 232. But he was like, you know, you did not want to. You did not want to be over that time that he assigned you because he and, and if because he told us you, you're going to run it until you get what I tell yeah. you you're going to. I mean that was just kind of the way it was. I remember those days where he would post like um, 800 for time. It would say up there, oh. you know, and and he'd post it about noon or maybe one o'clock, and, yep. and you'd have like you know, all afternoon to think about it. Yep. And it was just gut wrenching. All those, all those guys that, that ran track competitively too. They just they hated it. They or it was just. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, it was kind of a tradition. So that day that that the hurdle the hurdle thing came about, I, we knew about that all afternoon. Yeah. And it was like, oh crap. Yeah, yeah. I was scared to death. I mean, fear. I there were many. A, there were fear is a great motivator, I believe, and I was fearful many a times. Uh, just and I didn't play. I mean, I, I was you know even it may have been gym class or whatever. But he, uh, you know, George Rashone, his longtime assistant, uh, said in a recent video when they they put him in the Mount Michael Hall of Fame for sports, or whatever. Uh, 
that coach made poor players average. He made average players good, good players excellent, and so forth. And that's right. That's exactly what he did. So one thing that – and there were some kids that came in with a, maybe a little bit of a football pedigree, like the, our friend that we were talking about. But mm-hmm. um, a lot of these kids came from a soccer background in, like, the Catholic schools in Omaha and probably hadn't played a down of football. There wasn't there wasn't a lot of youth football going on at no, the time. no. We talked about that, yeah, my friend. So you know, we uh, <laughs> we um, uh, so these kids would come in, and he would um, I think he had just a raw sculpture, to, you know, out of these kids. He could he could train them. They didn't have bad habits, I would say, and he could he could take these soccer kids from West Omaha and and turn them into uh, yeah, um, pretty stellar athletes. Yeah, I mean, absolutely, tra- coach them up. Yep. into being um. You well, know. he coached some idiot from Western Nebraska who never played a down of football. I mean, I remember my friend Dave Gouger and I, freshman year, the re- only reason we became friends is because we, we had to go pads on the second day of football, and I had no idea how to put on football pads, and no one was teaching you no. any of that. You just freaking figured it out, and you had about three minutes to get it done. And Gouger's locker was right next to mine. He said, I'll help you if you help me. And, yes, sir. And we, we figured it out together, and we got out there. I mean... That was the way it was. Yeah, there there wasn't a lot and, of. So in other words, and, and not you know, so I yeah, I didn't have any background. I had no idea how to put on football pads. No, there wasn't a lot of like uh, fluff, and a, there wasn't a lot yeah. of like talk about here's how we're going to do things. It was you just know, like yeah, you you learn it right away. It's it's uh, yes, you did. You sunk or you swam, and and everybody in Mount Michael ended up swimming really. Um, it wasn't the time. It wasn't like, hey, be out there by three thirty. It was like no. you that bell rang and you I, ran. You were, your, you were to be out there immediately. You ran your I ass mean, off. And, and, and as freshman, you had to like. I remember. I remember. You know, biology was the second floor, and you're looking out in the little courtyard there because the varsity players had already they started gathering at three o'clock because they were on study hall or whatever. So three o'clock there in full pads, and you're you're waiting for that bell to ring at three ten. And, you know, Mr. Osborne's kicking our ass for not paying attention in what he's doing. I'm like, no, I, I need to. So we needed to get upstairs to, uh, see, upstairs to put our books in. We reached downstairs to change and to get outside of the field. And all that happened in, you know, I, I don't want to say it was less than 10 minutes. Truthfully, right? It was less than 10 minutes. Oh, it, yeah. You know, five to six minutes. I mean, guys were wearing their, I remember guys wearing their football socks under their dress socks. You yeah, know, you know. Well, I wasn't smart to figure out something like that out, but yeah. You know, and and you just tear you, that. You did what you had to do to get it done. I mean, no. <laughs> yeah, we, we so we're going from we're going from shirt and tie, you know, at Mount Michael to like well, it, football it, uniform. And so yeah, <laughs> it's interesting, isn't it? The contrast. We had a bunch of a uh, bunch of people becoming very good eggheads, but you better you better had to be know the way of the cowboy yeah. when you're going to play sports. <laughs> that's a that's a great point. Yeah, that that. He created that cowboy environment, I would say. Yeah. 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 Um, but with, an, with a bunch of eggheads. Yeah. You know? Which makes him, you know, again, I, I don't think he would get away with that. Or I don't think it could be done nowadays. And I, I don't, I, I mean, could he coach today? I uh, No way. No Why? Way. He, Why so couldn't he? There, there would be an incident the first day or the second day. Parents wouldn't stand for the discipline that he expected. You know, I I don't think I think they he, would be in his business and that would be over. I mean, right, and I can I don't think and I don't know this, but I don't think anybody I don't I don't know of any parents that would that went up to Jim Kane and said I don't think my kid's getting enough playing time or. Well, oh, getting playing time, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. No, 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 no. Well, my mom, I mean, she thought I thought I was getting. I didn't expect to start my senior year, but I had a pretty good fall camp, and and um, I, I expected to play a little. I just wanted to like hey, just put me in a freaking kickoff, put me on a freaking um, return team on kickoffs. I'd be f- fine, but I never never even had that chance. You know, I paid played four plays all year, and uh, I, you know I t- told my mom about it. She said, well, I'm going to call the school. I'm like, no. And that's the difference between nowadays and then. I think. Yeah. I'm like, no, you are not going to do that. <laughs> I mean, it would, you'll make my situation tenfold worse. Do not do that. I mean, I'm like, sure me that you're not going to do that. Um, it was reverse. So I look at it now, and I, and I have, I've had two kids play high school football, and um, and the environment is is way different. And I've had, I've had my kids have had good coaches. 
and uh, but it's different. Um, the coaches are the coaches are they there's discipline, but there's also uh, I'd say more of a camaraderie, friendship type. Friend, of, friend, buddy. Uh, were you ever friends with Kane then? No. When yeah, you played, right? no. Uh, and then maybe some of the other guys were. Maybe there was a little close, like some of the uh, some of the really really good athletes were friendly with him, you know. Um, but I don't, but I don't know. Um, I don't know if that's, I don't know if anybody was real close to him, but, um, well, uh, our friend, <laughs> I don't know call her friend and say, we might have mentioned your name. Uh, he probably would. He didn't, um, our friend, our source, uh, said that he thought that there were in the history of Mount Michael, Kane had five pets and he asked me to name who I thought they were. And um, can we say I got two of them? Well, I I I I thought Jeff Jamrog definitely was for sure. Yes, he was. Uh, Our friend thought so. Another one was uh, a guy by the name of Pete Stackhouse because I remember Kane talking about him a lot, and our friend agreed with that. He was a guard from the seventies. He was like the the quintessential perfect offensive pulling guard for Jim Kane. I mean, Kane. I mean, Kane would bring that guy's name up in practice. It's a great football name too, isn't it? Stackhouse. Yeah. yeah. First of all, his name's Pete Stackhouse, like JoJo Doman, right? Yeah. I mean, Pete Stackhouse. Yeah. And so I know I that, born that, to that be was a guard. two of them. Yeah. And so anyway, there there are others in 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 you know basketball. I would think that Doug Wimhoff would be on that. I was going to say Doug Wimhoff. Yeah. Um, all time. I think he's all time leading scorer. Mount Michael. I, although somebody may have beat no, that, the kid. He, that kid. That that, that this Brad, year. Uh, what's his name? This, this, uh, just graduated. Ah, uh, I. His Puente knows his mother. Um, Brad Bennett. His Brad Bennett. Brad Bennett. Yeah, that's the, he's the. Yeah, I got to see him play a couple times. Great player, but um, yeah, he didn't. There weren't there weren't that many pet quote unquote pet players, and it's not that he was going to let those pet players get away with anything, but he probably you know probably call them by their first name sooner than they called me by my first name. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> so another thing that he did that we weren't involved in, but I know he got a lot of those guys summer jobs working for his. Uh, girlfriends or um i did not know that yeah she had a um i think she had apartments apartment she owned some apartment an apartment complex in omaha and um oh, i never knew that yeah he would get these kids jobs like uh i don't know five or six guys what, to, mowing the lawns or something mowing the lawn and and painting the um painting and um doing little maintenance around there i think it was way to keep way to keep tabs on his yeah yeah, yeah. for sure yeah yeah like did you know that he our source told me too that you know he used to grab him and study hall. I didn't remember this, but like he would grab him and study hall, and they'd go watch film together in the middle of the day. I never knew any of that no. stuff went down. Did you know that? No, I never knew any of that stuff went down. There's a lot of things that went down that I didn't. You know, as as non-players, uh, you know, guys that weren't on his team uh, just didn't or weren't weren't one of his starters. They just didn't experience that stuff. And our, our source also said something I thought was interesting. He said that Kane always played his best eleven players. Yeah, and that was a, that was on football on both sides because he just figured we we're, you know, we we, we never had that, we're, we're, we're that deep into yeah we're outmatched we're never that deep into so he just didn't wasn't willing to take a risk on more kids. I think that's true. And I mean, I think I probably well, I'd like to think I was. <laughs> 15 or 16 or 17 on the list but you know and i even think yeah i i even think if somebody would have got hurt of the guy i was backing up he would have found somebody besides me they would have been number 12 you know because our source was a quarterback and he was he was uh the deep snapper on punts i forgot about that like who does that that? right i mean it was just because it was the best he did it because he was the best long snapper, and that was just Kane's philosophy. I remember, you know, in playing the best five guys or best eleven guys in, in football, basketball. You know, when we were uh, when we were freshmen, uh, there's this guy by the name of Doug Hedinger. Was the uh, he was a three year starter on on bas- on the basketball team? Joe, you mean? Or Joe Hedinger? Yeah, his older brother's yeah, Doug. Joe. Sorry, yeah, yeah, Joe. And uh, um, Doug Wimhoff was a super athlete super basketball player he went on to set records at mount michael like we talked about earlier and then at rockhurst i think he's maybe their all-time leading scorer also but it was a big deal that uh wemhoff started over uh, over joe as a as, sophomore yeah yeah uh we and, have another friend from fremont who was a freshman that suited up in varsity yeah we never 
Well, he left the school, but it was a big deal. For a freshman to suit up varsity basketball was a big deal. Yeah, yeah, that and that that rarely ever happened. Like they, they no, didn't yeah. and he didn't take freshmen on the uh on the on the football team either. No. Um and never, we, and, never that I can remember. No. And we would have uh I don't know how big our team was, thirty guys. 25 guys? 30, 35. Anywhere from 25 to 35, probably. I mean, we could have used the numbers. Yeah. Definitely. But um, Well, he just played the best 11. So I'm going to ask you a question that I, that, 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 that I can ask you because neither one of us really played that much. And you've uh, gone on to be uh, – you've taken really good care of yourself throughout – in the 30 years since we've been to Mount Michael. Um you're an ultra marathoner, which means you run more than one marathon in a day. Yeah. When was the last time you did that? Um, I ran a, uh, I ran a 50k in December. Okay. Uh, and oh, I, Feb- I, I'm not near, near that, but I do have, you know, I have for the last six years done CrossFit three to five times a week which is not you know i'm not i'm not i i I, i'm i'm dead last in our gym but i'm also one of the oldest i'm also 53 years old going against 20 year old kids um but do you think because i've often wondered why like what are you doing and i have to believe part of it is is because it's a psychological overcompensation from the fact that i never got to play uh football um do you think that may be part of the reason that you run? 100%. Really? I would say that. And I never talked about that with anybody before. Maybe my wife a little bit. I figured it out, huh? Yeah. It's like you're overcompensating. So in a way, Kane's still there. He's Kane's always sti- there. He's, Kane o- is al- he's I, always there. He's still lurking. I, I finished my first marathon, in, I don't know, 1990-something. I don't remember what. And and um, I've ran, you know. Hundreds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, Kane was on my mind when I was finishing that first marathon. Yeah. You know? Now, I can't tell you that Kane's been on my mind when I've been in CrossFit. It's usually you're just so dark. But um, I, I do believe that there's just something there that makes me, this driving me. Now, maybe it's not Kane per se. Maybe it's not that I'm psychologically trying to overcome some some shortfalling that I think I had in high school. Because I think about not playing in high school a lot, more than I care to admit. Um, but maybe it's just the fact that Kane, um, there, there's no excuses. Uh, you draw, you, you work harder than what you think you can. Mm -hmm. You are persistent. You are consistent. You do things over and over and over until you get them where you need to get them. So in a way, Kane you know he's 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 uh, one of the questions I was going to have for you, which we've already answered, is is he still lurking? And the answer is bleep. Uh, you know, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah, no. I I mean it. It's crazy, you know, how little I played also, and how much I talk about the guy or have mentioned him to my to my kids and stuff. You know, um, about the way Kane did things. You know, yeah. And um, do your kids believe you? They, I I think they think of him as a. I, I don't know they some kind of myth yeah some something more mythical than than no than a, myth yeah <laughs> and I think we we all refer to him kind of as 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 mythical you know well he he is it's hashtag is complicated is is a real thing I mean you 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 came on here obviously but you thought about it you were a bit reluctant or some something about you said that you ever sure. think about this a little bit yeah he's been dead since two thousand three yeah. And I, I went to. Did you go to his funeral? I did not. I was out. Of, I was back when I was traveling. So that was a. That was quite years. the sight, also. Um, ah, I can only imagine. Uh, you All know, the who's who's of anybody who played for him, I assume, were there if they were in town. Right. It was in the. It was in the gym, and yeah. um, the the abbot abbot Michael did the did the funeral, and he didn't mince words. He's like, we all know why Jim died. You know, he was an alcoholic. Yeah, he, he died was, of cirrhosis of the liver. Right, and uh, and and abbot Michael was like. You know, he's like Jim. For as great of a man as Jim was, he had his demons, and um, he talked about that at his at his funeral. And uh, I was kind of shocked, but I'm, I'm sure Kane. That's he knew what he was. Yeah, 
Um, that I was naive to even. I mean, I understood his face was always bright red, and I was thought because no. he was angry. But I mean, he, he was a drunk. Um, he was a class, he was an, uh, he was an Irishman. He, he, was, he was an Irishman. He, he was at the Green Onion. For was, our listeners who don't know what the Green Onion is, go go check it out in Omaha. It's still to this day. If you have, I, I you know, ten years ago I went there and had. Two gin and tonics, and I called a cab. That was before Uber. I called a cab. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. that's where he hung out. And ironically, I'm going to share this real story real quick from our source. Our source was down there with some of the other, the, the, the I don't know if the pets, but some of the star athletes for some some kind of function. And this is this was maybe, you know, this is before Coach died, but lo and behold, there's Coach Kane. And these these are grown ass men <laughs> at the Green Onion, and they came over and they had a they shared a drink together, and Kane said something to the effect of, "Okay, boys, it's time for you to go home now." And by God, if these grown men hightailed it out of there, got, they got <laughs> the hell out of there. Yeah. Now I don't honestly I don't I would have told him to. F- I, I'm, I'm serious. I'm, I'm a grown man. Yeah. But he probably wouldn't have said that to me because I didn't play for him. It was a special bond those guys had. Yeah. Um, so it, is there some unwritten fraternal code that we're violating by talking about this stuff? Well, that's what I kind of wonder. You know, it's like, how are the older guys going to think of if they hear this? You know, what are they What are they going to say? Like, you know, how dare I you? Hope, how dare I hope you, we did him justice. That's how, what I'm going to say. Yeah, I how mean, dare you guys go on there and... And, and talk about him. You know, that's kind of the feeling. That's what I, I think that's why guys are reluctant. It's like, yes, you know, it's how, complicated. How dare you like, you know, you, yes, you don't want to, you know, talk about the, the bad stuff. Well, you know, it, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. And, I, and I, I, and you know, I mean, he is who he is. And you know, um, my, my brother who was on this podcast, the last yeah. podcast, um, was a priest and, yeah. and um, father Ryan, he visited him. He had a different. He had a different relationship with um, with Coach Kane. They developed it in. Um, did you guys talk about that at all? No, we didn't talk about Coach yeah. at all. So he developed it in high school. My brother wasn't wasn't. Uh, he was a golfer, but he wasn't on any of any of uh, Kane's sports. But he, for some reason, he was in the kitchen a lot or was doing something. And he would he would uh, have a opportunity to sit down with Kane every so often and they had a they had a personal relationship so he would talk to he would talk to um coach quite a bit and when coach was coach was in the hospital dying my brother was i think he was going there quite often he was a shell of the man i understand he was a shell shell of himself and which would be shocking to see because you remember him as this you know massive figure yeah and um and uh and my brother had told me that he's like he doesn't even look like himself. You know, you hear him talk and it's his voice, but it doesn't look like him. And um, but I remember, um, you know, my he wouldn't say like I would have done things differently, or you know, he didn't have any didn't have a lot of regrets. That's the gist I got. Oh, you know? I wouldn't expect him to have one regret. Yeah, he's Popeye man. I, yeah, I am what I am. <laughs> yeah, and so um, you know, it's unfortunate that he went out that way, but. I don't know how else he would have gone. I don't know. You know, he's not one of those guys that would have just faded away and had a, you know, a retirement home in um, Florida. You know, he just, that's kind of, I guess that's kind of the way he was going to go. He probably knew how he was going to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was, a, he was no dummy. Yeah, absolutely. But I was a little bit naive to the, to a lot of his drinking. And I was going to ask you, did you ever, um, did you ever, and I asked my source this, and my source said yes, but uh, did you ever remember him being intoxicated at practice? No. Um, I, but, I don't either. But, but, you know, it was a different time also. Yeah. And so I don't think we would have even thought about it, you know? No. I, I was too dumb to know that. Well, you would have smelled it. I didn't smell anything on his breath. Let's put it that way. And and he certainly got up close to you once in a while. But even if you did, I would have thought, you know, Coach probably had yeah, a... Yeah, he might have had a breath mint or some kind of funky... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure you know. I mean, I would, I would guess he, you know, maybe he held it together all day. But I, I think the basketball guys saw more of that because there were more weekend stuff, and I, my guess is he probably hit it hard on the weekends. I, I don't, you know, well, maybe hit it seven days a week. He did hit seven days a week, but I, I never, I just never saw it at three thirty in the afternoon. The basketball guys saw him at different times. They might see him, you know, eight o'clock in the morning for a morning game or something. So. And I, I know there was a time also that George had to drive the bus because Coach couldn't drive the bus. Um, yeah, 
because of it. I don't remember coach driving a bus at all. He he did a few times, and um, but I think he he couldn't drive. I mean, he had um, DUI probably. And yeah, he, he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. You know. Um, oh, here's another thing we should probably talk about: other other refs. You remember those refs we used to get in basketball all the time? We get the we get the same refs every every home game. <laughs> I forgot about it. Yeah, there's a, a bald guy, um, Dick. Oh God, what is it? Dick Morrissey? Maybe he's probably dead. Let's hope. Let's hope. Yeah. Well, I don't hope anybody's dead, but I, you know, and uh, <laughs> don't get sued. He, he had the slow travel call that would get faster. You know, it <laughs> speed it up. It I forgot about. Start like yeah. that. You go faster. Yeah. And there was another guy with slicked back hair that uh, we referred to as Hollywood. If you remember him, he was a he was a man. I forgot about the stuff. Yeah. He was a slick looking guy, but um. Yeah, you know they were they were it was uncanny how they refed all of our home games and. Uh, uh, Are you suggesting there was corruption? I don't think there was corruption, but I think Kane wanted his guys there. You know, he yeah, had. They were probably at the Green Onion later. They were at Farmer Browns. Is that Farmer that was Browns, they used to yeah, go to yeah. Farmer Browns? Yeah, after I knew the, the Kane. That was one of Kane's haunts. Farmer Browns. Yeah. So I think those they they were all those refs would all show up at. Um, yeah, there they go. Yeah, so I have some. Uh, in fact, I played golf with a, a coach. Uh, an administrator and a coach at DC West who's since retired. Um, and we talked about that um, just, just a week or two ago about um, how like, uh, you know, it's hard to go to Mount Michael to play because uh, you know, Kane, it was, you're, you're playing against Mount Michael and you're playing against the two refs that, that, that we're going to go out with Kane afterwards to farm rounds. <laughs> and you didn't want him, they didn't want him pissed off at him after that uh, game. Just win baby. <laughs> you know, and, and uh, you know, it didn't seem, you know, for as boisterous as Kane was, uh, do, you, do you remember him getting many technicals? I think he... No, I, I really don't. Um, maybe one or two, or it was very, very rare. Yeah. Very rare. Maybe in districts or something, or but very rare. No, no. No, he'd bark, but he was just consistent bark, and 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 the refs were in tune to what to expect, and I don't think he ever he never took it that far with the refs. I don't. Yeah, I mean, you could hear everything he said, so I never heard anything. Right, that and, would, you know, and uh, you know, I know uh, Coach Rashone used to say that he was his his main job was to tug on Coach, coach when it was coach's too much. coattails when he got a little yeah yeah that's enough yeah that's enough that's hilarious. Um, couple more questions before we wrap it up. One is, are are there are there things that your kids and wife may may have learned tonight, uh, or things that they don't even know? Well, I'm just wondering how much yeah, you talk about it. I do talk about it because you know it's you know because back back in the old days when we walked to school both ways in snow uphill, but yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot of that, but um, you know, I just think about um, different things that maybe got said in this that would have like just the the political climate at the time right now yeah the way things the way things were verbalized yeah um back then would, would just not would no just not fly no way i mean yeah i mean john gruden was a puppy dog yeah I mean, yeah <laughs> and you know i think who is the uh who was the ex-nfl quarterback that was uh poking grabbed a kid by the face mask and drug him down the um Drug a high school kid down the field, and maybe. Oh, I saw that. Was it Trent Dilfer? Maybe it was Dilfer, and he didn't do that. He told him to sit down. I was actually going to play that video for you to get your response, because, yeah, I mean, first of all, if you play for Kane, that just wouldn't have happened. That kid would have never done any of that. He wouldn't have retaliated. He would have been sulking. It wouldn't have happened. But Kane would have treated it the exact same way. I've got that video here. you know, you just supposed to sit down, sit down, sit down. Yeah. You know, sit down. Who's in control here? Yeah. The kid was not, as a player, we were never in control of any situation. No. It was always coach. No. And that stuff. Coach was in charge of everything, whether it be meals at, a, at his buddy's restaurant, whether it be driving the bus, uh, whether it be uh, how you dressed, taking your pocket. Coach was in control. Yeah. And, you, you know, like, and so I look at, I watch games now and I watch my son and, um, you know the sidelines are kind of fun for them. You know they come over and they're they're yeah there there sure as hell wasn't any like this uh, chest bumping stuff going no, on or there was no, none of that. No, you got back up and if you yeah it was all me, business. Yeah. It was like it was kind of like you know 
uh, Barry Sanders never spiked a football. Well, that was kind of my, my, you know, he, you just, it was all business. So th- those are the kind of things that like, um, that I, 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 I say to my family and stuff like that wouldn't have flew with Kane, you know, and they so don't, I'll, and they don't believe you, but and, and, and to, my wife I'm people will kind of up. mockingly say, I know, I know that wouldn't, I wouldn't well, fly. I'm with, here to back you up hundred <laughs> percent. There's no, and everybody who played for him is here to back you up hundred percent. It wouldn't, it just wouldn't, it just, it just wouldn't have happened. Yeah. So I would, you know, I would say that like, um, he's a part of us all, even, I mean, that's, that's a true testament to the guy that he is. Uh, we we do have those um even even we didn't play a lot even i think if even kids that went to that me, school if you would have told me 1985 i'd be in some crossfit gym trying to do a handstand push-up in the year 2017 i would have you know I, I but that's kane that's yeah, coach yeah yeah and um i even think i would say that it extended to even the non-athletes i think we're even I think they were even um, felt his presence or still, you know. No doubt about it. I almost wanted to get somebody on here who never played for him to get their perception of him. But, yeah, everybody, yeah. He, tremendous, tremendous influence. Uh, yeah. And I remember uh, going to a, um, a district basketball game as an adult, as a 40-some-year-old man in one of his last seasons. <laughs> and, um, you know, he looked. I was sitting in, like behind the bench. It wasn't at Mount Michael. It was it was a district game somewhere else, and um, you're eight feet sitting eight feet away from him or something. Yeah, I was sitting because I wanted were, to hear. But were you even like hesitant to do that? Sort of. Yeah, I've been. I've been like, and um, oh god, I can't. I can't sit here. Yeah, but I kind of wanted to hear what he was saying. Absolutely. You know, and um, like you say, you build up these these mythical things in your head like was did that happen you know did he, does that stuff he talk? and then i was so i wanted to hear it and listen to him you know but um he he like uh um got done with the timeout and he was walking back to the bench and he looked up and i was sitting there and he gave me a little just a brief little like nod head nod he recognized head nod amazing head nod i mean three years you know. later we look different right but i mean yeah that's awesome and i was like wow yeah the, the affirmation i got from that you probably went home and talked about that all i was night. like cloud nine i'm like yeah, yeah. you know it's a big um, deal kane gave me some affirmation there it's, and it's a big deal um when we were all looking for affirmation well, from that guy uh, yeah still are yeah and one of the but one of the things as you i think you relayed to me also what father ryan was said to father ryan was that he said that he was proud of everybody who ever played for him he did say that yeah my brother told me that that he is proud of all these guys he's like it's not what you, they did then he's like these look these guys are doctors and lawyers and they're all they're all successful like uh political operatives political <laughs> operatives <laughs> yeah but I mean, just the, you know, these guys are these guys are here, and they're they're all all these Mount Michael guys are like, I mean, I think that's why he loved that place. There's no place like that. There's no place like that, but especially then. There was nothing like that. Um, I, I I'd like to think that he was proud of all of us. Yeah, he was. He was. Yeah. Well, to cap it out, do you have a favorite Kane story that, that happened to you or something? Um, I my my uh. My sophomore year, we were. Uh, I took a. Um, I took a uh, hit to the knee, and um, I was there. Yeah, <laughs> and I ended up. And my knee was jacked up. It was bad. It, I had to end up having to have like surgery. Was on it ACL it. or something? It was a. It was a um, anterior cruciate, or not the anterior cruciate. It was a um, MCL. Uh, it was a. I think it was an MCL, and it was a. You were uh, out for a year. Things. Yep. You didn't go out for football during your year. Yeah, I was out for I was out for a year, and that thing still like I can still feel that every once in a while. But anyway, so he he had us run tires after that. We were running the next day. The next day we were running tires, and my my knees like my knees buckling out every time I hit a tire. I, <laughs> yeah. I hear and he's like, "God damn it, that's not how we run tires around here." <laughs> well, that's not how go freaking tissue left, Rob. Yeah, go sit over there, and then and another another one that I thought I was. It was it was a, uh, it was that same season. It was it was sophomore year, and he's like, uh, "Lewis, you're uh, you're you're on working over with the punters. You're on punt receive, you know." And I'm like, "Kick ass! I'm on I'm I'm on I'm on, yeah, I'm on punt receive." <laughs> you got your ass blasted. Yeah, yeah. I was over there to just don't do anything with it. Just stand back there and catch the punt, you know. And like and get tackled by eleven guys running. At you. And get tackled just. <laughs> Just blistered by eleven guys running down with nobody defending. You know, I think he got a kick out of that too. Of course he did. Yeah, he had his little humorous ways. I'm like thinking I'm I'm something special. He's I finally got my job. I'm he's got me like uh, 
he's gonna play me no he was just i was a tackling dummy awesome um well it's the story i've anybody's close to me i'm sorry because i've told these stories a hundred times but i've got listeners in 21 countries and 50 states so this is new for them but um my favorite cane story was probably i don't know if it's favorite but it's just a typical cane story um i'm i'm playing defensive end on what was the deal uh i was playing defensive end uh on the scout team or whatever and we were the ends and uh, defensive backs were live everybody else was holding a damn shield or tackling dummy or something or something to that effect and so i was an end so i i could tackle people i could uh, be live and so i overheard I mean, I overheard the play in the huddle, uh, and the play was screen over the middle to Joe Keefe. And our source actually, uh, anyway. Um, and Joe, Joe so, Keefe's a pretty big dude, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah, he was, yeah, he was. One of the few I, guys that lifted weights back then. Was he? Okay. Yeah. But he couldn't, according to our source, he could never catch the ball anyway. But <laughs> anyway, and, and, and so, yeah. And so I knew it was coming, and so I was totally out of position, but I, I kind of loop in from my <laughs> defensive end position to go right over where the basically the zero hole is, the center is, and I freaking deck O'Keefe. I mean, the screen over him, and I mean deck. And I mean, well, you know, I'm sure if I saw a video of it later, like, yeah, it wasn't that big of a hit, but I, I felt like I decked the shit out of this kid who was bigger than me and who was muscular. And the the ball went straight up into the. It's, it's like a cartoon. You can't script it any better. The ball goes straight up in the freaking air, and it comes down into the arms of our friend Matt Jamber, who probably has one of those shields at the time. <laughs> and Jamber, you know, screams in delight, like ah! And I mean, it was just mass chaos in the middle of practice. And <laughs> I, I Kane looks over at Rashawn and says, "Who made that tackle?" And Rashawn kind of. With with pride said, Sam Fisher made that tackle, coach. And Kane looks at, at me and he looks at Rashawn and he goes, figures. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, it's just classic Kane. Oh, man. Tom, appreciate you coming on. Thank you for uh, having the um, courage to, to come on. But I don't, I don't. I don't think we did any disjustice to coach. I think we told it the way it is. And I think... You know, I think the overall evaluation is we're probably better men for having played for the guy.